Hi guys, I hope you're all well. I want to tell you some interesting things about having a second citizenship. And quite frankly, it's a crazy thing to imagine that this is 2022 and certain people from certain places are having issues with it. But let's just talk about it. Let's go. importantly i hope you're having an awesome summer it is officially um almost august <laughs> i don't know why it's officially almost august it's just like in the july but the point is it's concert season uh, i've already been to two concerts this summer already and one of the crazy things right was i as you know i went to canada and obviously now i'm back in the u.s and in the middle of all that i've gotten the chance to go some weddings you know do some important work with the university and while I was doing all that traveling, you know, one of the crazy things I did not have to think about at all, I carried my Nigerian passport, I carried my Canadian passport, and at no point was I worried about immigration. I'm pretty sure I made a mistake, and I'll tell you about it in a second. But like the almost disregard for any challenges with immigration was crazy to me. Keep in mind, we're still in a pandemic technically, so there's a lot of um, COVID stuff you need to check. There's still, you know, your, what's it called now? Your COVID certificate that you've, obviously, you've gotten the vaccine. And if people are asking for testing, then obviously you got to test. There's the Arrive Can app through Canada that you need to do when you're landing in Canada. And so all those other things. But I remember at the beginning of the pandemic where you had to like do a bunch of COVID tests, either antigen or PCR and however much they cost. Depending on everywhere you went, it couldn't go beyond 48 hours or 24 hours. Can't even remember what it is anymore. But at that time, that was the biggest struggle. And part of the reason why I'm thinking about this right now is, you know, Yemi Alade, who's a Nigerian artist, uh, performed in so many parts of the world, Europe, North America. She's a big deal. She's supposed to perform in Montreal. And for whatever reason, the Canadian government denied her a visa to be able to come and perform in Canada and Montreal. And I think about that sometimes. Where it's like, this person has the money, clearly, to go and come back. It's definitely not a risk to Canada at any point, whether even in terms of public health. Clearly has the means to sustain herself and her band coming into Canada and was still denied. Around the same time, when I was coming back, and this is where the interesting story comes in. When I was coming back from Canada into the US, as you know, I'm on a TN visa. I got to the customs line. And by the way, Pearson is a disaster. Before I even continue the story, Pearson, what the hell is going on? Like, did we not know that people were going to want to travel in the summer? Like, it's amazing to me how, like, airlines and all these other companies are acting shocked. Like, oh, snap, we did not know this many people are going to want to travel. Like, what, was, what else was going to happen in August or July? Like, anyways. So, it's crazy in Pearson. But anyway, so my flight was at 8 o'clock. I got in there around, I believe it was 5 o'clock we got there, something like that. And it took us three hours, almost missed the flight. The flight got moved to about 9 o'clock. 
Just so we could, <laughs> it was crazy. My point is I was in the custom line for maybe an hour. And help me God, I need to get that Nexus because ain't no way I'm not doing that again. Like the Nexus line, I could just see it. Like it was just, <sighs> bruh. That Nexus line. And again, we'll talk about that towards the other part. And I hope I don't forget. But you see, I go to the customs line and there's a document that comes alongside the TN visa that says you've been approved for your TN. And apparently, apparently, and this I did not know, apparently every time you cross the border, you have to have that document. Because for whatever reason, it is not enough that the system knows that you've crossed the border with a TN visa. For whatever reason, every time you travel, you have to carry the document that shows you've been approved for your TN visa. And yeah. And as long as they're not changing your status, you're not doing any, you know, other immigration work with the US, then every time you cross, you got to show it. And so I get to the line, did not know this. And the lady is like, oh, uh, you have a TN visa? I said, yes, I do. And obviously I just give her my passport because... You know, I'm Canadian now. You know, we don't, we don't worry about these things. She's like, oh, do you have the document with you? I'm like, I'm sorry, what do you mean? <laughs> and again, the Nigerian in me is like, high keeping like, wait, what? what's going on here? But you see, the other thing I know is worst case, yeah? Worst case, I'm going to go back home to Toronto, print off the document again and come back. Like, do you understand that that's the worst case? I'm going back to Toronto. That's worst case scenario. Before, I used to worry that if I make a mistake with the US, I could get deported to Nigeria. You see, anyways. So, <laughs> and it's just, in my mind, just like, wow, we've come a long way. Anyways, at this point, she's like, oh, you don't have the document with you? Okay, well, for next time, you know, you need to bring the document with you. Because I, I know you, I, I can see clearly that you've had it with you. I see that you've been accepted. I see that you've come into the country already. So it's not a big deal, but going forward, it's just a lot easier. And, and she's like, yeah, welcome back. And that was it. Guys, that was it. That was it. I, like, do you understand for someone my whole life where I have double checked and triple checked on documents, I apply for things like well in advance. I need to understand that even when I applied for my citizenship, my documentation was officially not eligible to apply. I literally, because I knew it would take two days to get to the office, because that's Canada Post delivery standards. I literally sent in my documentation ahead of time by two days, because on the day the documentation would arrive, it would then be eligible. That is how intense I am with immigration stuff. Like I don't play. Like, I made a mistake one time where I tried to go into the U. Uh, go through the U.S. flying, and that one time where I did not know because again, ignorance actually costs you money. That one time, ever since, I'm like, nope, never again. Immigration stuff, I am not playing. So I will double check, triple check visas. Do I need the requirements? Do I need to show funds? Do I like? I do not play with these things. So to go from that to be a little more nonchalant, like I actually caught myself in that moment being like, huh, Omo. It's good to be from a country where you don't have to think about these things. And I think about that sometimes, especially now with this situation just popping up again, where it's like, if you are not from any of these countries with powerful passports, you can't afford to play with immigration. I think about another friend of mine who was like, her team is visiting somewhere in the US. I believe she's from the UK and this is obviously within Meta and whatever. And she's like worried about like, do I have to prove that I'm here for business? Is, do I, can I just use the visa for, for pleasure? Like does Meta have to, 
And I think about those things and I'm like, I do not think about those things anymore. And now, of course, in the middle of this, my brother is now like thinking about moving to, the, to Canada and, you know, doing education. And at one point he was like, oh, um, I just want to get like, you know, the visa to come to Canada for one school. I'll figure out the school I actually want to go to when I get here. I'm like, bro, no, 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 you can't do that. <laughs> no, you can't do that. If you had your permanent residency, then yes, maybe you can figure out whatever school you want to go to. Like you have that luxury. But coming in isn't just get any acceptance and then show up and then be like, I want to change school after. No, 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 that, bruh, you want to be significantly more strategic about the school you're picking and the programs you're applying to. In part, of course, as some of you will know, postgraduate work permit is dependent on the length of the program you're already applying to. Once you get that postgraduate work permit, you cannot apply for it again. It's a different process entirely after that. Going into permanent residency has different classes, as you know, in the Canadian experience class. There's also the federal skill class. So like provincial nominee, there's all these different things you need to figure out and know your game plan. Otherwise, you get into immigration hell where you're stuck in limbo, you're trying to adjust status, you're trying to and you're unprepared. And at this point now, you're spending a lot of money just on immigration lawyers, changing your status. All these different things can become very, very frustrating very fast. So we tell people, and again, this is obviously including my brother, when it comes to immigration, especially in these North American countries, Europe, anywhere else, really, you want to know your game plan is, and you want to execute it properly one time. Because once you get denied you're getting into territory where you have to start explaining, you know, humanitarian reasons or refugee status or, you know, adjustment things or explaining documentation. The interesting thing is there's this guy on YouTube, uh, I believe he's John Gray, on YouTube, really popular guy. He got denied entry to Canada one time, way, way back when, one time. Uh, every time he comes into Canada, he has to explain, because again, they'll write on your documentation, have you ever been denied entry? And you have to say yes, because you can't say no, that's a lie. So these immigration, and again, this is Canada. And if Canada does that, then the U.S. is going to, you know, check again. So all these countries, especially when it comes to immigration across all these people, please, please, and please do not play. If you're thinking about coming to the U.S., there's typically two paths, marriage or employment. You cannot play with that. You cannot play with that. Canada is significantly more lenient. You know, you can come in because you are studying and then you've gone through the studying path. Now you want to become a worker and then you go to permanent residency. You can skip all that by directly going to become a permanent resident directly. Um, of course, you can do the marriage route, but I mean, if you can get on your own merits, why not? You know, so all these things you certainly don't want to play with, but you want to be significantly clearer as to what you're trying to do. And the goal, of course, is to get to landed status as quickly and as efficiently as possible because these immigration laws are randomly going to change over and over and over. You know, again, in the US side, there's the darker situation. Um, Canada side, there's always going to be changes to how long it takes to become a citizen. I remember when I was initially applying, it was, I think it was five years directly because the Harper government removed previous days in permanent residency to count. The, you know, Trudeau government came back and changed it where half days could count again. So it was significantly lower. And now with the way the Trudeau government is going, you know, of course, I don't think they're going to get a, you know, vote of whatever is called confidence thing where they're going to be thrown out. So that's not going to happen anytime soon. But their term is going to be up. And Pierre Polyver, I, I guess his name, Poliev, Poliev. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to guys' name, you know. But anyways, the conservatives are ramping up to get their own candidates to figure out who's going to take on, you know, the elections for the conservative party. So all these things, of course, are going to factor into play when it comes to immigration. You cannot afford to make these mistakes. 
um, especially when you come into North America, because at the end of the day, you know, what you don't want is to have to worry about jobs, worry about, you know, your career, your family, and then put immigration on top of that. That is a very, very stressful situation to be in. And I don't wish that on anybody. Um, you know, once you can, the sooner as you can get to being a citizen, in fact, even better, because at that point it doesn't change anything. Of course, there's other implications down the line, you know, taxes and all these other things, but taxes is the least of your worries when you're actually worried about becoming a landed immigrant in these parts of the world. So my friends, um, if you're still on that, you know, non-Canadian, non-American passport struggle, I feel you, I feel your pain. Like right now I'm holding my chest. I know you can't see me, but I'm holding my chest because I feel your pain. I've been there. I've been rejected at the, <laughs> at the US <laughs> customs once before. So I know, I know it's like when you're like, uh, I did not know that. Again, you can be, you can afford to be, to not know stuff when you're Canadian. But before then, bro, you can't play these games. I've made that mistake one time and thank God I've not been in a situation where I was refused entry. Like literally the guy was just like, oh yeah, you don't qualify to enter and that was that. Because literally had they said, oh, you were refused entry, bruh, I would have been finished. And you know, we thank God those kind of mistakes don't come back to bite me. But yeah, it's crazy, man. Things like that, immigration, you know, now even Yemi Alade now, I'm wondering, does she have to now disclose that she's been rejected by Canada ever again? Like, it's something like, so now she's going to the US and the US sees it, they're going to be like, oh, why were you, you know what I'm saying? Because all these countries share information, right? Like your data always goes through all these countries because they are close allies, especially Canada and US. Those guys don't play. I think France and the UK too, if you get rejected by any of those countries, they also report to each other. So it's always a very, very weird situation. And that could potentially affect her travel going forward. Now, again, I don't know that for sure. I'm just saying on our side as regular people that are not entertainers who can't, you know, be paying for lawyers and all these explanations and super stories up and down. Don't make mistake, man. Especially when it comes to immigration, don't make mistake. Don't dull it. Be calming down. Relax. Figure out the right path. A lot of people in this part of the world always make noise about how you know people are here illegally or there's illegal documentation. A lot of people who are illegal definitely tried the proper route and it was frustrating. I want to remind you, don't get frustrated by any path. Don't you know go paying people and get scammed. Be coming down. Immigration is not a joke out here. So final thing I want to talk about that I said I, was, that I didn't want to forget, Nexus. So again, Nexus, one more time, because I think we've discussed this a while ago, but just to remind everybody. So it's a process tra- trusted traveler program. And um, there's a bunch of others. There's one within the US called uh, TSA PreCheck. And there's also like global entry for, you know, coming into the US from anywhere. Canada, USA have their own special one called Nexus, where you can go into Canada, go into the US, and it's also technically global entry as well included for a cheaper price, which is very strange. But anyways, it's specific to Canada, USA, where you know you can enter any of these countries with you know fewer checks because you're a trusted traveler, they've done all the background checks, and it lasts for five years, only $50 Canadian, which to me is crazy. I wonder if it's $50 Canadian or USD. doesn't matter, I've paid it a while ago now, two years, and I've been waiting. So. Finally, finally, hopefully in a month, I'm doing my interview. Fingers crossed, you know, it all comes together. Fingers crossed, because you see now we're going from worrying about dealing with customs to like, I didn't want to talk to them at all. Let me just go to the border and enter. Like, and these are the things that, you know, again, having access to landed residency in these countries gives you. Imagine entering the US without talking to customs like that. Like, they'll still take your documentation, don't get me wrong, because they still know when you're going in and coming out. But, like, you don't really have to talk to them. Like, why, why would I not? For $50, I don't have to deal with people at the airport. What? Show up, like, 30 minutes till the flight and they just go? No brainer. No brainer. So, 
we're trying to get that now and you know optimize the hours in life so that you know enjoyment is maximum and it's premium so i'll talk to you guys in the next one peace